bar Ronaldo and Bernardo, Bernardo, maybe Martinho, and that team looks a bit weak. In like, mm-hmm. see what the Spanish team is going to consist of, like. Yeah, yeah, I'm just kind of just looking at it now. Uh, obviously, like the Portuguese players, I don't know. Did you hear much about the uh, Sporting Lisbon kind of fallout? No, I actually hmm. didn't. Joe Mario's on the bench. Yeah, so at the end of the season, um, they didn't qualify for the Champions League. Mm-hmm. They lost the last game, so Benfica ended up finishing above them. Then the Sporting Lisbon owner tweeted something about the, the team being weak or something. And then like a few days before the Portuguese Cup final, uh, I think like 60 kind of masked Sporting Lisbon fans came in and just beat the shit out of the players. What? Um, I think like Bastos was like taken to the floor and started beating them and then he was out of the final. And then oh, probably no surprise that they actually lost the the final. So they didn't get Champions League, they didn't uh, win the cup and then a bunch of their players are trying to like get their contracts null and voided. So yeah, Patricio, I, heard I heard seven players. Yeah, yeah, it was a seven, is it? Yeah, yeah, no, like yeah. there's... There's so much talent there that are, you know, if it does happen, there's going to be a scramble by all the big teams because mm. you know, there's a couple of hundred million euro worth of players there that are going to be on the free market now. And how are they um, able to legally, like, terminate their contracts? Uh, I think it's probably got something to do with the fact that the owner tweeted and, like, in everyone's contract, it's supposed to be, like, you know, the club will take responsibility over the safety of the, of the players. Mm. And obviously having 60 people storm their training ground yeah. um, to shit of them is probably not taking care of your owners or your players especially when the owner tweeted something I don't actually know what that was but um, yeah it's not a nice situation for, for Portuguese uh, players mm-hmm. for some of them um, yeah I would see because no one's really been talking about Portugal leading up to this it's all been about Spain and the, the change of managers at the last minute you know and how Real Madrid kind of fucked over the Spanish FA and how the Spanish FA might have screwed over the players by, you know, making a big change, you know, like, could yeah. they have, could they have done something else, you know, like, could they have just... And you know, what's, league, you know what's very interesting, actually, about Fernando Fierro? Mm-hmm. Is that he, he's a big proponent of long ball football. Oh, is he? I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm this not, time not, at Bolton. I'm actually not... <laughs> I know you're going to say that, but if you watch the way he played... Um, <laughs> Back with Real Madrid, he because he could pass the ball very well from the back. Like, yeah, it's true. Um, so who knows? Maybe, maybe you start seeing um, some long balls from Sergio Ramos down the middle. <laughs> you know? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it could be an abandonment of the possession-based football that Spain have been playing for for ten plus years. Like who knows? Like I just find that. Okay, so I'm just. Bit. Yeah, I'm watching the stream, and what, what what second are you on right now? I'm on uh, 45 seconds, 46, 47. Yeah, okay, but yeah, I'm about 20, 20 seconds behind you. So that's going to be an interesting one. You'll be you'll be screaming okay, before I, I get to see I, it. I'll do my best not to. <laughs> I will. I do my best not to ruin anything. Yeah, put on the poker face. Yeah. Um. So yeah, while well, the game's kind of happening, I guess. Like, what did you think of the the opening day, the opening ceremony? Obviously, Russia won five nil. Which yeah. we didn't really expect. I don't think anyone did, but what do um, you think? I thought Russia played um, in the first half. I thought Russia were, were ordinary. I thought both teams were ordinary. I think it was nil all, or was it one nil going into? Um, yeah, it's one nil. Yeah, but then I don't know their, what their coach did, what their coach said, or maybe just the goal in itself. It must have just reinvigorated yeah. the team. And let's be honest, like 
Russia is seventieth, but I don't think Russia has any business being below a team such as Saudi Arabia. And that's no disrespect to Saudi Arabia. But if you yeah. look at how those if you look at how those rankings work, a lot of those wins Saudi Arabia is getting is against teams such as like Qatar or the you know UAE or mm-hmm. like you know whoever's in the Middle East. While like Russia, yeah, the Middle East is pretty poor. Exactly, and Russia aren't a strong team by any stretch of the imagination. But they still have to play your Spains, your Portugals, your even your Croatias, your Poland's, and they're all strong teams in their own right. So if they're losing to them, while Saudi Arabia is beating, oh my, and uh, while Saudi Arabia is. Um, <laughs> 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 Jig is up. Um, I'm not saying anything. Um, yeah. Losing to them, uh, you know, you just uh, that kind of just took my mind off everything. Um, while Saturday, oh, big time. You, you can't, you just can't compare. Oh. So now you've seen it yourself, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you now. Yeah, yeah. Wonders <laughs> VAR going to jump in here. Obviously, you're 20 seconds ahead, so you're the man in the future. Yeah, that's mad. Is there no way you can find what stream are you watching? I'm watching RT player, which is probably not the best um, thing to do. Um, I should definitely have just a TV. <laughs> do you, do you, so do you um, have VPN? Like... Uh, I don't have VPN, no. no. No, like, do you have a VPN? Like, you know, you can download this thing. Um, do you use Chrome on mm-hmm. your browser? You can download yeah, this yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, I've got um, You can download this thing um, that kind of changes your, your location. So then what you do is you go on the BBC player, because I'm watching this on BBC myself right now, and I think the BBC okay. player is quite, quite accurate. Um, so then you can change your location to England and then sign up for BBC for the BBC player, and um, nice. that should, uh, you know, help you watch the show, uh, help you watch the game, and, like, be kind of more up-to-date. But it doesn't matter, like, if you weren't, like, watching yeah. it, it wouldn't make any difference, so... Yeah, yeah. I'd imagine probably like doing this as a live broadcast probably isn't really helping out my internet speeds. Having you know downloading, <laughs> uh, downloading and uploading. Nice pen from nah. Ronnie. Let's put a cat on the pigeons. Fourth minute. Have you seen? Have you seen it yet? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all a penalty. But uh, anyway, to go back to uh, what I was saying, um, Russia, Russia did well. Mm-hmm. They put themselves in a strong position to actually definitely yeah. go through because if they get a decent result against Egypt, which could just be just a draw even, um, and with that goal difference, five goals, you can definitely see them kind of trying to make a push to steal that second spot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because you know, as you said, the goal difference is is pretty massive after one game, and it's pretty much just like a qualifying playoff now between them and Russia, you know, and. You know, I think Egypt would be pretty good at not to have actually won that game today or mm-hmm. uh, got something from that game because, you know, they were did, did right Salah the come end. on in that game? I can't remember. No, he didn't. No, no. Like, everyone was kind of expecting it, you know, and they brought on one player and it wasn't Salah. Then they brought on another player and then um, the former Stoke player, Sidibi, kind of came on as mm. their, their last roll of the dice. Uh, I think he's moved to Huddersfield, they were saying, on commentary today. So, um, yeah, he obviously wasn't fit enough because I think... A lot of people kind of thought the the game plan was stay solid and then you know put Salah on with like 15, 20 minutes to go or something and see if they could snatch it, but never transpired that way. So mm. um, yeah, the next game is Russia versus Egypt, you know, like so. That's a big game, it's a huge game. So. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, so it all kind of comes down game, to that. I have to say in this game already, Ronaldo's kind of 
playing a storm. I know only five minutes have gone by, but he won the penalty, mm-hmm. scored the penalty. He seems to be popping up everywhere, to be honest. Um, it's kind of surprised yeah. me because I just thought he'd be just poaching in the box, but he's like, he won that in the middle of the park there, so. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you see him now, he's meant to, on, the, on the team sheet, it says he's the striker, but right now he's taking up a position in, like, central midfield, so. Um, yeah, that's quite interesting, like, because, yeah, what he kind of does for Portugal is just kind of plays everywhere to, to kind of get as much of the ball as possible. Yeah. Um. So. Anyway, what's it, what did you think of the, I don't know if you caught it, but what did you think of the, what's the earlier game today? The, uh, the Uruguay. Egypt you, game. You're right. Egypt game. Yeah. What's your opinion? Yeah, like it wasn't um, wasn't as good as I was hoping it, it to be. Obviously, Salah didn't uh, make it onto the pitch, which I think a lot of people were disappointed by. But um, yeah, like Suarez didn't really look up to his usual self. You know, mm. he was second Miss top goal scorer in La Liga last year behind Messi. But yeah, he missed a number of chances, and I think he was kind of quite pissed off with himself. Um, so yeah, no, that was a bit of a surprise. And then obviously Jimenez. Beastly kind of header at the end, like so. Uh, I think Uruguay might do well in the tournament, but you know it's probably going to be built on their solid defense because hard to see, hard to see a better kind of center defense pairing than Jimenez and Godin. Like given that they play same club team, so they mm. know each other in and out, you know. So well, you got, you got an advantage for them. Things. You got to think about the first game of, as well, the tournament. You know, nerves and all that. Mm. Um, and uh, Egypt had nothing to lose going into that, really. So um, I'm impressed with Egypt's performance. And, you know, they, they themselves also have a strong chance of going through if they can beat Russia. I don't think a draw is good enough for, for Egypt, though, against Russia anymore. They need to win. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. 100%. Like, um, and they definitely need to make sure they get bag a couple of goals against um, Saudi Arabia. So, Yeah. And then um, the last game that went by there was uh, uh, Iran versus Morocco. What was your opinions on that? Um, I kind of gave up after the first half because it was um, a bit stale. <laughs> like it, it started off quite high, high pace from Morocco. You know, like they had a couple of kind of early chances and stuff, and they had all the the running of the game as far as I saw. Um, mm. And then it was just kind of about to go down to the shop to get something <laughs> to eat, and then I was like the you know, there was a corner or a free kick near the corner and stuff. And then, you know, I'm was like, oh, yeah, let's hope for a good delivery here. And then, you know, I kind of stuck my head back in as so I was heading out the door and, and kind of saw the, the own goal. So uh, that was interesting. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know, a lot of people were kind of bigging up uh, Morocco's chances, given that they've kind of got a number of good players uh, playing for big teams. Obviously, the captain, Benadia, plays for Juventus, which is, a, he's a very good player. You know, he might not be the best defender as an actual defender as a center back mm-hmm. but yeah he, he can bring a lot to a team so um i think a lot of people uh, wouldn't have picked iran but they're, they're probably the best of the middle eastern teams to be fair so um mm-hmm. yeah cat amongst pigeons in that group as well you know so and uh nice to see i to be honest i don't really have much to say about that game either uh, i was texting my i was texting most of my friends for the most of it i was <laughs> much attention um but I, 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 I was looking then forward to this game that's going on right now, the Portugal versus Spain game. And right now it's 1-0 to uh, yep. Portugal for Ronaldo penalty. Um, how do you see the rest of it going? I don't know. Like I, I wasn't kind of expecting a good goal or a goal 
soon. And that's Hold on one second. Chance there. I'm going to have to cut for one second. Yeah, no worries at all. I'm just watching the replay there of David Silva chance. Plays it over the top. Um, but yeah, no, I think I'll kind of speak while David is um, cutting out. Um, and he'll cut back in shortly. Um, I know it's going to be an interesting kind of battle now between Spain and Portugal, obviously. Spain probably looking to, to dominate possession uh, from the first minute right to the last. Uh, looking to play more counter-attacking now, given have this early goal already. Um, so that's going to be an interesting thing to, to watch kind of unfold. Um, so the Ronaldo, I was kind of expected that Andre Silva would start up alongside um, Cristiano Ronaldo and that Ronaldo would uh, not lead the line, but um, kind of labeled as uh, the starting striker now, given that Andre Silva of AC Milan is on the bench. Um, so Guedes is, you know, I'm just kind of looking at who scored right now. Um, they've got the, the kind of tactics and the formations uh, kind of listed as a 4-4-2 for Portugal with Guedes alongside Ronaldo. Uh, so Guedes is on loan from PSG to Valencia. Uh, I think they've got a 30 million euro uh, kind of pre-agreement for that. So it'll be interesting to see if Valencia actually can afford that. They are having a few kind of money issues at the moment and he was phenomenal for them this year. Um, if you haven't watched any Valencia last year, they really kind of come back on from the, the dark period of uh, Gary Neville being their manager and losing uh, 7-0 to Barcelona or 7-1. Um, so I think um, he's a great player, um, fast-paced kind of winger. Um, so I think he'll kind of drop into the field, uh, whereas who scored has him as um, a 4-4-2, uh, one of the strikers alongside Ronaldo. Um, and then there was kind of a big kind of debate about uh, the, the Spanish kind of starting midfield, whether it be Isco, David Silva, Iniesta or Coque. Um, but it actually ended up being all of them. So uh, Diego Costa obviously kind of leading the line. Um, who scored as a downs of 4-3-3. Um, just kind of looking at it in flow and it probably looks like more of a 4-2-3-1. Um, but obviously that, that kind of changes dynamically throughout the game. And obviously they're a goal behind now, so they might look to uh, kind of push one of their, their centre midfields, one of the, the DMs, kind of further forward into uh, more of an attacking role. So maybe they'll just go up Busquets as uh, the kind of sweeper um, to, to kind of build things from and then look to uh, get other players kind of moving forward. Um, so it's it's been an interesting opening 12 minutes. Um, a lot of the, the ball has been in Spain's possession, as one might expect, especially now that they're, they're one goal behind. Um, but they haven't actually managed to, to drive a save out of uh, Rui Patricio, uh, the, the Portuguese um, goalkeeper who plays for Sporting Lisbon for now. Uh, obviously, myself and Dave were kind of talking earlier about the, the problems that Sporting are having at the moment with um, fans beating up their players, which is definitely a new one. Um, kind of sounds more like uh, something that might happen in a South American league um, rather than in uh, in Portugal, but uh, very interesting developments there and a lot of potentially very highly rated players um, might be in, uh, our sporting club de Portugal or sporting Lisbon as they're kind of known in this part of the world uh, for free. So uh, just kind of taking a look at the Portuguese team um, of who those players include. So we got Rupert Tricio, uh, the goalkeeper, uh, Bruno Fernandes, uh, he's kind of an attacking midfielder. 
I can also play uh, center mid. Um, Pereira's on the bench. He's uh, just signed for Leicester City. Um, then you got uh, Gelson Martins, uh, who's very, very fast. Winger for Sporting Lisbon, um, who also looks set to, to kind of um, get his contract null and voided um, as a result of that kind of attack. So uh, lots of development. Obviously, before uh, the World Cup started, we had the big uh, kind of controversy with uh, the Spanish manager taking the Real Madrid job uh, just two days before the before this game. So uh, a lot happening behind the scenes in both camps. So it hasn't really been ideal uh, practice for both teams. Um, ideal starts. Um, obviously, more in the, the shadows than the than the, the Spanish team's drama, given the, the late developments and the, the Portuguese uh, kind of developments being more kind of club-focused than the national team. So there hasn't been a big follow-up between uh, one of their big clubs and their, their FA, like there has been uh, in Spain with the Spanish FA and uh, Real Madrid, uh, which is uh, not a nice thing. Obviously, Real Madrid probably like the, the most Spanish of the teams. Obviously, there's... You know the the kind of big divide between um, Real Madrid and Barcelona, and by extension Spain and uh, Catalonia. Um, so it's interesting to see uh, the Real Madrid uh, team kind of being the the ones acting most against uh, the Spanish national team. Uh, Real Madrid players or fans and and team have always been like the big kind of flag carriers for uh, the Spanish national team. Um, obviously, anytime you see um, Barcelona play. Um, they've they've very rarely uh, do you see a Spanish flag. It's always the the Catalan flag. Um, even just watching celebrations from the the 2010 World Cup when uh, Spain actually won it, uh, kind of showed a a shot of Iniesta, or Xavi, and Puyol running with the, the the cup, and in between the two of them, they were they were hoisting that Catalan flag up between them. So uh, usually it's um, Catalonia kind of uh, going against the will of the, the Spanish, but the same seems to have been the, the Real Madrid team and Florentino Perez. Uh, I don't know if it's a bit of naivety, a bit of, uh, bit of ego, um, but they've kind of went behind uh, the Spanish FA's back to try and get their man. Um, I don't know why they didn't just kind of wait until the end of the, the tournament. I don't think he would have been in high demand um, by, many other, by many other teams. A lot of People probably didn't know him uh, before all kind of unfolded, so it would have been easy for them to, you know, just kind of hold back and wait till Spain exit the World Cup, either as winners or in the knockout rounds, as we kind of expect them, um, and then just you know kind of announce the deal then, and then obviously have the the ability to figure out how well uh, Lapigui is actually done with the, the Spanish team. Um, but in qualifying, they, they look great, um, undefeated again, uh, which seems to be how the Spanish qualify for uh, major tournaments. I think read a stat that qualifying for Euro 96 was the last time they actually lost um, a qualifying in any tournament. So that's qualifying for, for all the World Cups and Euros since then without actually losing a game, which is uh, phenomenal. Obviously, they're always going to be top seeds in their group, and some of the teams in uh, the European um, groups are quite poor, uh, but you definitely would have expected in 20 years of qualifying to actually lose uh, one of those games. Um, so 
just while that's happening, um, Busquets has just gone into the book. Um, not the worst challenge, but uh, definitely made the most of by a Portuguese player. So uh, kind of dangerous uh, position here, just on the edge of the right on the edge of the box. And uh, so obviously Ronaldo is involved, but so is uh, Bernardo Silva. And uh, so he's a left footer player. So I might look to to kind of cross the ball from here or actually take a shot on. Uh, but it probably looks like it's probably going to be Ronaldo. Big, um, big run up as always. Um, and I'd imagine it'll probably be a cross from Bernardo Silva if he's the one to take it. But uh, I think everyone knows anytime there's a free kick within any sort of range, uh, Ronaldo is the one to take it. So uh, doing the usual big breaths. And he knocks Spanish player on his ass straight to the head. Um, so yeah, just look, again, looking at um, kind of who scored. Um, don't know if people kind of use that as uh, kind of stats and analysis on upcoming games, um, but it kind of gives uh, kind of live in-play rankings based on on stats for each individual player. Um, so it's kind of no surprise really that the, the Portuguese are, are rated on average uh, higher than the, the Spanish. Uh, so currently at 6.45 is the average rating for uh, the Portuguese players. Uh, 5.93 for the for Spanish, and so obviously, as you'd expect, with the, an early goal that uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is uh, the highest rated on the pitch at a, at a 7.4, and the lowest for uh, Spain, uh, a couple of players on 5.9. So uh, Nacho gave away the penalty. Actually, he's 5.8 at the moment, and um, so he's he's the one who gave away the penalty. So you wouldn't expect him to. To be higher rated than a 5.7, uh, given that his team is at a 5.92 now, um, so it's kind of interesting to see uh, the possession stats after the the first kind of 20 minutes. 65.5% um, to Spain, 34.5% to uh, Portugal. Uh, so I think everyone kind of expected that to happen uh, right from the off. Really, the last decade of Spanish football has kind of seen um, Spain playing the, the Pep Guardiola, early Barcelona kind of style of play of completely possession-based. You know, you you can't concede when you have the ball and just getting other teams working and constantly working the ball um, across the back, through the middle, uh, to kind of wear at the opposition and try and find uh, a weakness in there to get people uh, through the lines and uh, obviously ultimately trying to score. Um, one of the biggest kind of negatives, I guess, really, but that kind of uh, strategy is that they often don't really have a plan B. Um, there's no different kind of way that they can set up. Um, they don't really have wingers in the squad this this time around, so uh, there's no kind of natural width to the to the Spanish team, which I guess they haven't really had uh, many wingers throughout the years, but you've always had a Jesus Navas or Pedro who kind of operate in those wide positions, uh, but neither of those got called up this year. Uh, so a lot of their their width will probably be coming from their fullbacks, um, and that would be uh, Jordi Alba and Nacho uh, this time around. So um, not really any anything they can do to to kind of change from this possession based. Uh, so it's just a question of whether they can get their shots off and actually score. So David Silva just had another chance there, but he's thought it might have went out for a corner, but it looks like he's kind of um, kind of scuffed it wide. Um, oh, it is a corner actually. Um, 
So yeah, it looks like Koke is on the corners uh, this evening. Um, so pretty good ball in, but uh, it's kind of broken now. And uh, Portugal have a three-on-one lovely ball through to Cristiano. Cut back. Can't believe he cut it back. Yeah, that was a absolute beastly uh, counter attack there from from Portugal from a Spanish corner. They were kind of three on two. Um, you'd expect uh, Cristiano Ronaldo to to kind of shoot, although yeah, you can see why there was a man over. But, uh, it was a very very poor touch um, by the player he passed to. Uh, but yeah, it looks like Cristiano is definitely up for this. So I think it's only his fourth uh, World Cup goal ever. Uh, I don't think he's ever scored more than one goal in a, in a World Cup game. Um, so that's the the big kind of blemish on his uh, goal cut and scoring record. The only blemish really because he's just been so much of a beast in in every other kind of qualifying uh, for Portugal um, in tournaments. Uh, didn't really score that many either for uh, Portugal in the Euro, Euro 2016 competition that they actually ended up winning. Um, so I think he'll probably look to to try and score a good few goals. Not that he ever didn't try, but um, I think he'd love to, to kind of come home uh, from this, obviously as a world champion, but I think uh, a golden boot might be uh, just as rewarding for him, given his love for, for personal accolades. But yeah, he's been very, very crisp so far at the start of this game, doing lovely back heels there again, uh, to kind of set up a play in the, the middle of the park. And so he's definitely seems to be playing all the roles from attacking mid all the way to, to leading striker, um, which he kind of generally kind of does from from a Portuguese perspective. Diego Tasta turning defenders inside out. Oh, lovely goal from Casta into the bottom corner. Uh, I think it was either uh, Pepe or, or Font that he was kind of turning inside out a couple of times. Kind of thought the opportunity was potentially gone, um, but yeah, no, he kind of tucked it away into the bottom uh, left-hand corner. So all square in the, the Portugal versus uh, Spain game. So um be interesting to see how this kind of game develops uh, moving forward. Um, and I'll turn the players inside out, cut back in his uh, team, cut back inside multiple times. Um, kind of shots now with the ref. Uh, doing the the faithful tap into the year, so there's might be some VAR. Um, looking at Pepe's gone down, holding his face from a challenge from Diego Costa. Um, yeah, forearm kind of comes across the the throat of Pepe, so it's probably um, might might be a disallowed goal here. Um, yeah, it was Font that Diego Costa kind of turned inside out a couple of times. Uh, before burying it, um, so it'll be interesting now to see. Oh, goal given. Um, the, the ref did have the, the ear pressed in. Uh, it looked like he was taking um, some sort of feedback from maybe the linesman or more likely the, the VAR. They didn't uh, judge it to be a foul on on uh, Pepe uh, from Diego Costa in a challenge for the for a long ball. Um, Pepe is a very physical player, but he definitely loves to go down clutching his face and, and rolling around multiple times because uh, he is a very theatrical player. Um, bit of a hate figure for a lot of time when he was um, playing for Real Madrid. Kind of that kind of player that will do the theatrics, but also absolutely chop people down. Uh, there was a lot of beef between him and, and several Barcelona players throughout the years in the Classico games. Um, 
yeah, he he wasn't well liked by Barcelona fans in the time that I was uh, living in Barcelona anyway, where he definitely was one of the hate figures. Um, obviously not hated for his great skills like they hated Cristiano Ronaldo for, but um, he was definitely definitely hate figure. Oh, almost another go for Spain. Will it go to the goal line decision? No, offside given. Absolute stunning strike from from Isco from outside the the box. They're asking for uh, the VAR to be checked, but the referee just points to his watch. That everybody, we already have goal line technology, and if it goes over, my my watch will vibrate. Um, so yeah, came down from the other side of the crossbar, and uh, clearly didn't cross the line. Uh, it looked like it was directly on it. Um, so that was um. Another uh, bit of juicy entertainment is this game really kind of lives up to the billing. Um, obviously, the early games, if anybody catch them, caught them earlier, uh, kind of snooze fests. Uh, didn't, not a lot happened to late, late goals in both of those games, so definitely didn't um, deliver any sort of uh, excitement like yesterday's game did um, with the Russians beating Saudi Arabia 5-0. Um, there was... Loads of great shots of uh, Solomon Bilsaman and Diana Infantini, the, the FIFA president, and alongside Putin. Um, a lot of gesticulating from, from Putin. Um, almost like he was apologizing to the, the prince uh, from Saudi Arabia. Um, I think he was probably like, ah, oh, sorry, man, it was only supposed to be 3 0. Um, so, yeah. Uh, those 5 0 two, two great goals from Cherishov, which I think we'll see both of those uh, in the, the f maybe not goals of the tournament, but definitely in the, the final montage of the great goals of that World Cup. Uh, so Bruno Fernandez going into the, the book at the edge of the box. Uh, did look like he was late. Yeah, kind of looked like 50 50, Nacho kind of going down, rolling over, and, and stuff like that. Probably look more of a. 50-50 challenge to me, yeah, but great opportunity now for David Silva as the, the player putting down the ball, um, kind of suits a uh, left-footed player from here uh, at the right-hand corner of the, the box. Koke also kind of taking a look, um, kind of surprising they're kind of showing the shots of the stadium, looks like there's some empty seats, uh, probably maybe that's just the, the journalist section that you can't really can you see see the people? Yeah, the, the ref with the disappearing white lines. Doing a special little one for Bernardo Silva. He's Probably like five, six yards from the corner of the box or corner of the, the actual full wall, but he's on his own uh, to the right of that behind his own little white line that he's now just stepped across. Um, so they're taking a long time to, to kind of take this, but Dav Silva is the one off the wall and cleared. So Look at the odds now. It's obviously something we, we kind of like to do to preview a game, see what the, the gambling markets are saying, uh, see what the bookies are saying. Um, so I'd imagine there's been quite a swing in the odds um, throughout this game. Obviously, early goal and uh, being pegged back um, by Spain. So 
definitely would have been interesting to be monitoring those as Portugal went one up and then as um, Spain kind of brought one back. But um, it's now looking like Portugal a five to one, and so about a twenty percent chance according to the bookies. The draw has gone down to 2.88, and then the heavy favourite is uh, Spain at 1.91. So, bookies seem to be kind of saying that it's just slightly over 50% of a chance that Spain are going to win this game. And uh, they're just kind of giving the replay now of the the ESCO shot that came off the underside of the crossbar. Um, also a bit of a potential handball, but I think uh, Jordi Alba was given offside in the follow-up of that ESCO shot that. Cannon off the underside of the crossbar. Uh, part of the ball went over uh, the line, but uh, nowhere near enough um, to even be disputed before goal line technology was, was introduced at the last competition. Um, so, yeah, just 20% chance for Portugal, um, but 55% um, for Spain, and then uh, the remaining 25% for a draw, according to the bookies. Um, just after popping up now of another in-play bet, um, that's Sergio, Sergio Ramos or Pepe to be sent off. Uh, it's 11 to 1, which is not a bad um, thing for, for both of them. Bad um, odds for either or, because um, this game's definitely kind of spicing up. There hasn't been too many yellow cards when the, the bus gets one uh, early on. And not sure if Nacho uh, got booked for giving away the, the penalty. Um, so, yeah, no, he didn't, but there has been two yellow cards. I forgot about the Bruno uh, Fernandez one there. And just uh, way to go for that, from that Silva free kick. So, 30 minutes gone here, um, just as you were. Um, the ratings again on who scored. Obviously, Spain are after coming up quite a bit since they uh, scored the equalizer. So, Diego Costa is at 7.4. As the second best player on the team or on the pitch behind Cristiano Cristiano Ronaldo, and he's rated as a, a 7.5. Um, so definitely going to be an interesting game with with an hour left. Um, the Iberian uh, derby is definitely living up to the billing. Um, possession stats hasn't really changed much since the goal. Uh, we're still kind of looking at a, a 65% to Spain, uh, 34.7% to um, Portugal. So definitely Spain looking uh, moving the ball around, looking to maintain possession. Definitely still using the, the overlap pullbacks as their natural will, and then using uh, their kind of skillful technical players in Iniesta, David Silva, and Isco uh, to kind of operate between the lines and uh, keep the keep the ball moving forward. Um, complete um, the, the, the World Cup uh, domination. Um, so we shall see how this uh, moves on. I don't think Dave is actually going to be making it back at this stage. I've been uh, doing my level best to, to current conversation with you. Um, so might have to uh, call it quits on the first uh, Facebook live test that we've done. Uh, possibly should have done a test before this evening anyway. Uh, we meant to do it slightly earlier um, in between the games, uh, but obviously we kind of ran a bit late, uh, but I don't think he's going to be coming back at this moment in time. So um, I guess if he does come back, we can always uh, go live again and see if we can have a 
question maybe at half point to see if we can uh, kind of break down or give our opinions based on the because um, um, high, the highest quality game that has been played so far there's uh, definite um, kind of difference in the, the quality of the players on the pitch um, obviously there's been some good goals especially from Russia yesterday but the, the quality of the opposition just simply wasn't there so uh, this is kind of more of a, a high quality game that you know you could definitely kind of see this as a, as a knockout game as well um, given the quality of Obviously, their pedigree, uh, given that the last European Championships, before that it was Spain who won the back-to-back -back, uh, European Championships, and then obviously in there between those two European Championships that Spain won, they obviously won the World Cup as well. So a lot of um, a lot of finals experience from from both these teams, a lot of um, silverware and uh, medals. Obviously, given Spain's kind of dominance of the Europa League and and Champions League over the last number of years. There's a lot of players here from um, from teams from, from those or players from those teams. Let's see, Jude have won for the last five in there. Um, so yeah, the golf and quality of this game between others is is quite phenomenal. So uh, hopefully, get their live broadcast in um, maybe at halftime, maybe after the game. Uh, but we can definitely kind of stay in touch and and see what we can do in terms of doing some live broadcasts or podcasts uh, throughout the World Cup. Um, so until the next time, um, actually, it looks like David just messaged me. <laughs> Tell me. Uh, his mom is preaching, apparently, so I don't know if that's clear actually uh, preaching uh, but yeah I don't think he's going to be coming back so um, possibly do one later this evening otherwise do one over the weekend uh, kind of give our opinions and thoughts and basically chat some shit about uh, football in this World Cup as it kind of unfolds uh, before us so if you have watched and you made it this far of me rambling for about uh, 20 minutes without uh, David we were watching from the start with David um, I hope his uh, video quality was okay because he was actually using his iPhone for the first time uh, this time I was probably moving around so apologies for any potential seasickness that we might and uh, we'll catch you guys soon